Isaiah chapter number 58. How many of y'all, y'all felt God in here this morning? How many of y'all felt God? I want to hear you. You felt God in here this morning. I was sitting over there. How many of y'all know when things like this happen, uh, uh, it really bothers the preacher? Amen? Uh, uh, as far as stormy weather and that type of thing, when things like this, is, this ain't the first time this happened. Uh, uh, we, we did this before, had church with a handful, uh, had a snow day, and then we had a day when, when uh, it was bad weather and the lights went out. And How many of y'all was here that night? We had, we, we had church with a, a lantern or whatever. I don't even remember what we used for light. Uh, so this is not nothing unusual. Uh, we just do what we have to do. But I was sitting down there wondering, why in the world is this happening? Why in the world is this going on? And, and you know, I believe the Lord uh, uh, whispered something in my ear uh, to help me understand this. Uh, uh, God has been, God has been, little by little, uh, impressing on my heart. Uh, and, and ladies, y'all wanna, y'all wanna come help her uh, pray. Uh, those that will, Miss Miss Barry, uh, there's a need there, so uh, we're gonna do that. But God's been impressing on my heart uh, to pray about and prepare and possibly go to two services on Sunday morning uh, because we're we're getting to a place where we're filling up. And, and how many of y'all know you can't pour 12 ounces in an 8-ounce glass? Uh, and I've been praying and, and, and praying and praying. So, okay, Lord, what do we do? Uh, what do we do? Uh, and I know our ultimate goal is to tear out this wall and to go back and, uh, and uh, 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 extend the auditorium out. And we're going to do that in the future. But uh, has anybody got a million dollars they can spare us? Nobody has a million dollars. Okay. Uh, so we don't have the money to do that, but we've got to have room. The one thing that you, you cannot lose is something called momentum. Momentum. And as you are growing, you need to be able to, you need to, be able to keep growing so you don't lose that momentum. And, and I, I've, had, I've had nightmares over, over this. I said, Lord, if you're leading that way, I just don't like that. I don't like doing that. I don't want to do that. I swore I'd never do that. Don't ever swear that. Say amen. Uh, don't ever swear, but don't ever say that you wouldn't do something because that's usually what God will make you do. And uh, I said I'd never preach, but here we are, Amen. But but in that situation, uh, I said, Lord, how, how it, it'll be so hard, uh, you know? Because and and when you when you when you go to two services, one of them is going to be a lot smaller, and it'll be. How many of y'all remember when we first came in this building? How many of y'all remember how weird that felt right off the bat? Uh, and I said, Lord, we're going to have to go through that again. But this morning, God said, Look, son, if I tell you to do it, and I show up, that's all that you need. Now we have how many do we? Where'd he go? How many did, did he count? How many's in here yet, Brother Dustin? About 160 in here now. All right. So uh, uh, that we see that, and see what God can do with that. Amen. And know that that. Well, if God's moving in this, uh, guys, y'all want to come? Y'all want to come pray with that? All right. Matter of fact, uh, uh, I know he's praying for Mom. I know he's nervous about that why don't we just why don't we just all pray let's just all pray for just a moment dear heavenly father lord i know that that you are in this place lord i know that you're moving right now lord the one thing i don't want to do is get in your way now lord i pray for both situations both specific burdens and lord we are practicing what we preach lord we preach that these altars are always open it doesn't matter what time it doesn't matter when during the service Father, I pray that you'll meet these needs. Lord, I know that you can. I know that you have the ability. And God, I pray for this need. I pray for both of them. 
Lord, I pray that you'll touch their hearts. Lord, I know, I know that that song, uh, Lord, I know that song uh, that says that we don't have to be afraid. Be not afraid, it's the Master. Lord, I pray that you'll touch their hearts. I pray that you'll remove the spirit of fear. God, you said that you do not give the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll take that away. I pray that you'll put love there. Lord, I pray that you'll take fear and anxiety away. And Lord, put peace and harmony. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll do what we cannot do. I have not the ability to get it done. Lord, we can only say certain things to be of encouragement and to try to uh, be a blessing and calm fears. But God, it takes the Holy Ghost to speak to hearts, to let them know. Lord, just like you spoke on that, on that water, Lord, you said, Be not afraid, it's only the Master. Be not afraid, it is I. Lord, and I pray that you'll do that very thing. I pray that we'll hear the still, small voice of the Holy Ghost saying, Be not afraid, fear not. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name now that you'll use the rest of this service. God, I pray that you'll use the time we have now, Lord, to, uh, for you to get the victory and get the glory out of it. And God, we'll praise your name. Lord, we'll give you all the credit and the glory for answered prayer. And God, we'll praise you for what you've done in the past and what you're going to do in the future. And Lord, we just love you. We praise you. We honor you. We glorify your name. We recognize that there is none like you. There is none like you. God, we thank you for your praise. We thank you for your glory. In Jesus' precious, holy, wonderful, lovely name we pray. In Jesus' name, and all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Why are you doing that? Because when God moves, you just wait on Him. You just wait on Him. Uh, because we're not here. We're not here to have church, and that's what I'm going to be preaching on this morning. We're here to meet with Him. The only agenda we have is the one that He gives us. Are y'all with me? Say Amen. Isaiah chapter number fifty-eight. Isaiah chapter number fifty-eight, in verse number one. They're they're going to be fine. You just you just God will take care of them. Amen. Let's all stand. Thank you. For that reminder, hallelujah. It's amazing how snow will make us forget things, amen? Isaiah 58, in verse number 1. When you get there, say amen. Amen. It says, cry aloud, spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily, and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness, and forsook, forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast ye find pleasure, and exact all your labors. Behold, ye fast for strife and debate, and to smite with a fist of wickedness. Ye shall not fast as ye do this day, to make your voice to be heard on high. Is it such a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush, and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Wilt thou call this a fast in an acceptable day to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free? 
and that ye break every yoke. Is not uh, is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked, and thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh, then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be your rearward. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. How many of y'all are glad that when we do cry, and we're right with him, he will say, Here I am. Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speak in vanity. It's amazing how many people and how many churches are pointing the finger at everybody else and won't even look in their own mirror. It says, And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually, and satisfy thy soul in drought. And make fat thy bones, and thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, whose waters fail not. They shall, they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places, and thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations. And thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, Honorable, and shalt honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Dear Heavenly Father, bless your word. Anoint your word this morning. And Lord, we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. How many of y'all? How many of y'all realize that having a steeple on the roof and a pulpit in the room doesn't make it a church? Uh, in this particular chapter, I've I've seen people dissect and take bits and pieces out of this chapter and 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 preach a thought or or preach a opinion or a, a theory. Especially the first verse. Every fundamentalist loves that verse. That's their, I mean, that's their main theme verse of, uh, of all time, I think. Uh, uh, they love that because they like doing that. And, uh, and, and, but, but there is so much in the whole verse that we need to see. Uh, I don't want to be a hypocrite church. How about y'all? I don't want to be uh, labeled, well, that's what they are. Because I, I, I in, in talking with my uncle, I, spent, I told you I spent a lot of time talking with my uncle while I was down there, and, and, and he saw a lot of hypocrites in the church. Now, I'm very, I'm very uh, uh, one-sided on that deal when it comes to that because I've heard people say, well, I'm not going to church because there's hypocrites there. And I've always said this, I'd rather go to church with a few of them than go to hell with all of them. Say amen. And it's not about that. That's not what I'm getting at. But I don't want to be a hypocrite when it comes to being what God wants me to be. I don't want to have false advertising on the sign when we say a place where friends are found. If they can't find a friend when they come in this building, then we are a hypocrite. 
Listen, if they can't find the answer when they come in here, then we're a hypocrite church. If they can't find help and healing in here, then we're a hypocrite church. If we're not reaching out and touching and helping and blessing and encouraging and feeding and covering and helping those that are cold, then we're a hypocrite church. And there are things that we see in this particular chapter that's bothering God big time. And there are, there are not only uh, 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 problems, but there are praises and there are priorities. And man, I, I have alliterated this chapter 50 different ways before this morning and changed every bit of it this morning when I got here. Uh, I don't know what in the world you're fixing to hear. Say amen. But we'll just take it as it comes. Amen. Uh, and in and, 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 and verse 1, there is preaching. In verse 2 and 3, there are problems. And then in verse uh, 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 verse number six through uh, down through uh, 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 verse number six and seven, we have a, a a a plan and a purpose that God has for us. Don't write none of that down, by the way. Amen. And then and then later on, there's a promise. He said he will. He, our light will break forth. And and then there is praise there. He 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 said that you will be called a repair of the breach, a restorer of past dwelling. Then there's priorities in verse thirteen and fourteen. But I want to share with you just three things this morning. And then we're going to go build a snowman big as this roof. Say amen right there. I wanted to preach this morning on, Come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. I've gone, I've gone by places. On, there's, there's, there's a couple uh, junkyards coming down here. Nastiest looking, junkiest yards in the world. But you know what? When all that snow's on it, you don't see none of it. I'm glad when God's red blood touches our black sin, it washes it white as snow. Say amen. Hallelujah. But we can't preach that this morning. Amen. Number one. Number one. Uh, does everybody got a pen and a paper? Does everybody got your notes ready? Okay. All right. Now, number one, I want you to see a heralded declaration. A heralded declaration. In verse number one, he is telling the prophet, cry aloud. Cry aloud. Spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. Let me tell you, there's not a whole lot of that going on today. There is not a whole lot of that going on today. There are churches all over this country that's blending in psychology. Uh, there is a place, there is a place for counsel. There is a place and a time for a lot of that stuff but they are trying to blend in a world's version of psychology and self-help and you-are-your-own-God type thing and blending it in in such a way that people have no idea and preachers are doing this because people are attracting crowds with that and instead of changing people, they would rather just have a crowd. Well, I'm telling you what, if we have to water down the gospel, if we have to water down God's Word, I don't want a crowd. I want to preach to people that want to hear what the Bible has to say. I'm telling you, if people are hungry today and sinners want to hear the truth, we're not here designed to, to get other disgruntled church members. It's amazing to me how, just, a, just a, listen, there are so many churches that are designing their services, that are designing what they do and how they do it just to attract other church members. I don't want that. I want, I want that old lost hoodlum on the side of the road that don't know nothing about God or nothing about heaven or nothing about Jesus. All he knows is he's tired and sick and tired of the way he's living and he wants something different. That's who we're after. But we cannot water down the truth. We cannot water that. Watch, watch the way this is turned. Cry aloud, spare not. Spare not. You know, sometimes you got to say what needs to be said and spare not. 
Preach the word, Paul told Timothy. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with long-suffering and doctrine. For the time shall come where they shall heap upon themselves teachers having itching ears, and they will turn away from the truth and turn unto fable. It's amazing what people will believe nowadays. It's amazing what people are turning to and what they're trusting in today. But we see the heralded declaration. A, write this down. I want you to notice the serious tone. The serious tone. This is what God is expecting in the house of God. Does that mean we can't enjoy ourselves? Does that mean we can't be funny? Does that mean we can't be... No, I'm not saying all that. I think I think this. I believe... I believe... Uh, I don't believe it's illegal. I don't believe it's illegal to tell a joke during a sermon. I don't believe it's... Now, now, and I say that's something humorous to get people's attention. If it's going to keep people's attention on what you're trying to say so you can give them the truth, I believe Jesus had a sense of humor. Look at some of us. Say amen. Listen, I don't believe... I believe a person needs to be himself. I believe what you see in me is just what I am. Uh, usually, I have noticed that when preachers, when they are preaching, that this one's this way, this one's some, this one won't even crack a smile, and this one will do this, and this one will do that. But most of them, it's all about their character and who they are. And I believe you need to be who you are. I don't believe that God expects me to be my dad, or God expects me to be uh, Brother Doyle, or Brother O'Neill, or anybody else. God expects me to be me. But He does expect me to take seriously what I'm telling you. And I think we have got to get back to that. We have got to get back to the seriousness of God's Word. Not only the seriousness of God's Word, but the seriousness of the problems that are in this world and what we're facing. We see the serious tone. But then look at the next one. We see the specific truth. The specific truth. He says, spare not. Show my people their what? Help me. Show my people there and the house of Jacob there. I dare you. I dare you to turn on the TV and listen to some of them preachers on TV. They'll tell you how to get a Rolls Royce in a in a, in a mansion and, and, and tell you how to, I, I, I've never, just about everything. Plant that seed now. Plant that seed. Now, basically what it's saying, give me some money. So I don't have to work for a living like you do. And they, and they, I, I challenge you, some of the bigger ones, the biggest one, see how many times he brings that word up, period. Sin. I challenge you to see how many times he even goes in the Bible. Richard, what are you saying? How many of y'all have been to the doctor? If you went to the, Brother Doyle, if you went to the doctor, if you went to the doctor and, uh, and uh, you had cancer eating up your lung, and they could cut that lung out, and you'd save your life. Would you want him to say, man, you're doing great. You're wonderful. Son, you're going you're, you're gonna to be all right. Just think positive. You're going to be fine. Don't you worry about a thing. Amen. How would y'all feel about if that doctor, you was in that situation, the doctor told you that? What would you want? The truth. I would want a second opinion. Nobody wants to hurt. But I promise you this, I'd rather him cut me open 
and take out what's killing me than to tell me everything's going to be okay. There are people today, and, and it's just the world we're living in, it's the times we're living in, they said they shall heap upon themselves teachers having itching ears. What does that mean? How many of y'all ever had a dog? How many of y'all got a dog now? How many of y'all ever scratched that dog on the side? What's he do? You know what he's saying? Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, right, oh, yeah, right there. You know what that means, that itching ear? Tell me what I want to, don't tell me what I need to hear. But you know what God said to say? You tell them their sin. You tell them, don't spare. If it's wrong, it's wrong. It's not alcoholism, it's drunkard. It's not an affair, it's adultery. Hello. Lay it out there. We need to see it because if we're not being told the truth, we're not going to change our ways. We see the heralded declaration. Listen, preach the word. Preach the word. Number two. Number two. We see the hypocritical display. He is dealing with, he is dealing with religious people. I was, I was at the hospital. I was at the hospital down in, and, and it's amazing. It don't matter where you go, you got to be preacher, ain't it? Uh, I was called, and, 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 and I was in, in, the, in, the, in the, the, the heart area there at Indian River Hospital, and, uh, and, and well, we got a call that my brother's neighbor who we grew up with, Rick uh, uh, Atkinson, not Atkinson, what's his last name, Dad, you remember? Uh, who? Okay, well, he, he had had a stroke. And he was in the, in the emergency room part of it. So I had to go from that part of the hospital over to the other part of the hospital. And, uh, and I, was, I prayed with them in the, in the uh, emergency room and was talking with them. And, and, and one of the gentlemen there uh, 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 that I went to school with was talking about, we were talking about different ones. I asked, well, how, who is, where is so-and-so at? Does so-and-so still live here? Is, is so-and-so ever get married? And we were talking about, and he talked about one. He said, yeah, and he got religion. And, and, but it was the only terminology he knew to use in that type of way. And, uh, and, 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 man, I just cringed all of it. I just, I, I hate that terminology. I hate that because there's piles of people that have religion. Muslim extremists that blow their self to, bliz- listen, to bits are religious people. It's not about getting religion, but these people had religion. And these people were very good at what they did. Hypocritical, hypocritical display. Look in verse number 2. Yet they seek me daily. I mean, they were daily in their religious activity. And they delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinance of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. In other words, they really enjoyed their religion. They really enjoyed what they were doing. And it says, Where ha- Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast ye find pleasure and exact all you let. In other words, you were enjoying it. You were enjoying fasting because people would look at you and say, Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a holy person there. Now, listen, two things I want you to write down under this display. The hypocritical display. A, a counterfeit formalism. A counterfeit formalism. The Bible says, the Bible says in verse number, uh, or Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 31, and they come unto, unto thee as the people cometh, and they sit before thee as my people, and they hear thy words, but they will not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, 
but their heart goeth after their covetousness. And lo, thou art under them. And watch this, watch this. this he's talk, God is speaking about the prophet and his, his prophecy and his preaching and his warning. And lo, thou art unto them as a very lovely song of one that hath a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear thy words, but they do not do them. Or they do, they, but they do them not. Matthew 15, 7. Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Second Timothy 3, 5 described them this way, having a form, a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. When I was down there, and I, I had to replace the... the, the uh, bearings in the front of my truck, and uh, at, right there at Joe's shop, we was down there, and, and right beside they were they were building a new cooking shed uh, 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 there at the church, and and uh, they were building a form uh, to pour concrete for where they was going to put uh, the uh, uh, the barbecue grill there. And I was sitting there watching that, and they were putting the form to hold the substance. But you know what the Bible says these people are like? They have a form of godliness. They have an outline. They have something that makes it look very similar. And when you look at them from the outside, it looks like, man, they got it going on. When it looked like on the outside, it looks like, man, they are godly and holy and righteous. But the Bible says they have no godliness. They deny the power thereof. They're just a form with no substance. It's the same thing that Jesus saw in the, in the Pharisees. It's the same thing. He said, listen, it's, you are just like a bunch of grave tombs. He said, on the outside, you're polished and white. But on the inside, you're full of dead man's bones. I don't care how formal you get. I don't care. I, it doesn't matter how religious you look on the outside. You can have everything looking sharp and looking uh, just like everybody says you, you ought to look. But if your heart is not right, it ain't going to work. It's not about the formalism. It's not about the ritual. It's not about uh, doing this and doing that. There are people today that follow those Ten Commandments, but they are wicked as hell itself. They have no God in their heart, but they got all the rules down pat. Church, say amen. God was sick of that. He said, you are coming and, and you are looking and you are playing the game. You know the word hypocrite? You break that word down means to wear a mask. Wear a mask. How many people today are coming to church every Sunday wearing a mask? Well, we can look good when we come in here, can't we? We can argue and cuss and raise sand and, and, and foam at the mouth all the way to the church parking lot, and then all of a sudden we put on the... And then we look like Ken and Barbie all church service and get back in the car with Jekyll and Hyde on the way home. Amen. I've been guilty of that. Listen, let's don't be a hypocrite. What we do on the outside has to reflect what we have on the inside. Jesus said to that thief on the cross, Remember me. He didn't say some fancy prayer, but God knew what was on his heart. Listen, we see the hypocritical display in the counterfeit formalism. But then in the corrupt focus. Corrupt focus. Verse number 3. 
Wherefore have we fasted, say they? And thou seest not. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul and takest no knowledge? Thou takest no knowledge. Look in verse number uh, 4. Behold, ye fast for strife and debate, and to smite with a fist of wickedness. Ye shall not fast as ye do this day, to make your voice to be heard on high. Basically what he's saying is your focus is going in the wrong direction. These religious people, their focus was on themselves. It was all about them. You know what will make this a hypocrite church? If our focus is only about us. Let me share with you something. If everything we do here is about what we like and not what they need, where am I pointing? Out in the world. Then let's just, let's just start a club. Let's just start a club. Because every church has club rules, don't we? We even pay club dues. And tell them, when you come in here, this is what you got to be. If you want to be a part of our... This is how we do it. This is where we do it. You want to be a part of this? You got a mold to our... God's not pleased with that. Now, preacher, what are you trying to say? I think we our focus needs to get off of us and on them. Let me let me explain something. I, I've I've had a couple people call and ask about what we're doing. Yeah, man, we want to do something like that, man. We want to do yeah, man. We want to do something big, and 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 then uh, uh, how y'all gonna do that? And I begin to explain the details how how some of us are gonna sacrifice, and and we're gonna we're gonna uh, be at one service and open our seats up so, so other people can be there and and make room for sinners and make room for lost people, and we're gonna sacrifice, and we're gonna oh, 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 oh I don't know about all that. I don't know if my people would go for that. I said, well, then ain't no sense in even doing it. Just going like you like you're gonna do. When they didn't like to hear that. Here's the point. Are we coming for us? That's right. For the sinner. Oh, prove that. Okay, let's read the next verse. This is what Jesus said our heavenly duty is. Number three. What was number one? Come on now, it's getting some woman here. We're going to sleep. Number one? Number two? Now watch what God wants the church to be. This is what God wants the church to be. Verse number, verse number 6. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of... Alright, God wants us to A, reach the wicked. Reach the wicked. It's about sinners. It's about the lost. We are doing what we're doing. We're going to have a service on Saturday night. We're going to have a service on Sunday morning. We're going to have a service on Sunday evening. All of them the same service. Why? Because we want to reach as many sinners as we can. We're going to do everything we can to reach people who don't know Jesus. We're going to do everything we can to reach people who are lost without Christ. I want to see a bunch of Catholic gems in there. I got to think about this. Well, how are we going to fill this building? How are we going to fill Lord God, there is 80,000 people in Coleman County. And are you telling me we can't find 1,000 of them? Let's all raise our hand if you know somebody lost. Raise your hand if you know somebody lost. You know what? We have a responsibility to reach them. 
We have a responsibility to witness to them. We have a responsibility to get them to Christ. He said, is this not the fast that I have chosen that you break the bands of wickedness? He said, there are people out there that are lost and they're going to die and go to hell. I, you have got to reach them. We've got to start focusing on the sinner. We have got to get our heart and have a compassion for the lost. Jesus said when he looked on the crowds and seen them as sheep having no shepherd, he was moved with compassion on them. He loved them. What kept his heart hot for the sinner? He was always hanging around them. I hung around with a pile of them this week. Listen, uh, uh, and, and, and you know what? One thing they got to see, that I was just like them, but I have been forgiven. I'm just a regular person. I don't wear no collar, no dress. I don't, listen, hey, I don't, I don't, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just somebody that has been forgiven. I make my mistakes like everybody else, but thank God I am not what I'm going to be, but I'm not what I used to be. Thank Jesus. Amen. We've got to get that. How, what's going to keep our heart hot for them? You've got to get around them. Mine eye affecteth my heart. If we don't never get around them, we're never going to be able to reach them. Somebody say amen. Brother Bruce, are you glad I hung out at the Coon Club? You got help, didn't you? You say, was that easy? Lord God, no. Now, I don't recommend this. I don't recommend this for, for baby Christians. I think if you're a baby Christian, you need to be around sure enough strong Christians all the time because you're too weak. But some of you that's been saved for a long time, some of you that knows Jesus, and you've isolated yourself to the point, oh, I believe in separation. I do too. I do too. But we are not isolationists. And Jesus, when you found him, he was sitting with sinners, publicans and sinners. He was sitting at parties with them. He was sitting at weddings with them. Why? He wanted to see them saved. The Bible said he receiveth sinners. I was just reading it this week. The word receiveth. Look it up in your concordance. It's a three-part meaning. It means to allow. It means to allow. Brother Bruce, when I came to that coon club, did I stand up on the podium and say, bless God, get your Bibles. I got something to tell y'all. Did I say that? No, they'd have shot me right between my eyes. Say amen. I didn't do that. Jesus allowed him to be who he was. He didn't go, listen, he didn't go and raise Cain and tell him, listen, I'm Jesus, I'm the Messiah. You better change your way. That's why the religious crowd couldn't stand him. Three-part meaning, he allowed. And then it means to await, or excuse me, to accept. He just accepted them. He accepted Lazarus the way he was. He accepted the publicans the way they were. He just accepted them. You know one thing I like about Temple? It don't matter if you come into Armani, which ain't nobody ever coming to Armani, but if you was to happen to come into Armani, amen, you could, you could sit right beside the one with blue jeans on. And nobody say a blessed thing. And everybody else shake your hand. And, 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 and by the way, there ain't many people wear overalls in Florida. Find that out. Yeah, them poor people, they don't know the comfort of, of room. Amen. But you know what? People can come in here with overalls, and they will feel welcome. Whoever you are, wherever you are, however you are, Jesus accepted them. You know when you know when you know somebody's that type of person? When they attract crowds. In that situation, I'm not saying it because of me. God's just helped me with this. And, and I've learned a lot of this from Preacher Brown because he's that way. But down there, all them guys, man, they love me to death. One of them called. Matter of fact, he's one that he, he, 
He's the main, I'm talking about the Mac Daddy of that ranch down there, 6,000 acre ranch. He called me at the, uh, uh, yesterday morning to make sure that I made it home. And we were going there just because he was allowing us to be on that ranch and, 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 and the coon hunting and all that. And, and he, it just made his, he said, boy, I just had a good time. Why? I just accepted them and loved them. And when there was a chance to witness, I shared something. It meant to allow. It meant to accept. But it meant await. Three parts to that. One word, receive it. Allow, accept, and await. Preacher, were you just doing that? Were you just allowing them to be that because uh, you just just going to let them be? No, I was going to reach them. He don't know it, but I had a plan for him before I ever got there. And, and we have seen, what, five, six, seven, seven of them saved? That's what I was waiting on. Here's the deal. Jesus knew he didn't go in there like a bull in a china shop. He just allowed and accepted because he knew if they hung around him very long, they's getting in. Now here's the deal. Are we reaching sinners? Are we reaching sinners? Are we even getting around sinners? If we're not, we're wearing a means we've become a hypocrite church in the in the in the notes on your small group I asked you to read one of the days I asked you to read the verses where Jesus said I didn't come for the well I didn't come for those who who were righteous I came for sinners I came for the sick it is the sick that need a physician listen All week, Miss Melissa, all week, I was thinking about each scene and what each one of those scenes in that drama is going to tell that sinner and what that sinner is going to see because we're not just here to put on a, a, a production. We're not here to just to have fun. We're going to do that. We're going to have fun. We're going to enjoy ourselves. We're going to have a great time. We're going to praise God and magnify Him. But we got a mission. we got a purpose. Each one of those scenes is going to describe and show and reveal Christ to somebody who don't know Jesus. When that, when that drama is over, I want the sinner who has the least clue about the Bible to have a great understanding who Jesus was. Because John said, and this may be a theme verse, I don't know. In the back of the book of John, he said many other things did Jesus do. But these are written, because there were seven main uh, uh, principal miracles that John wrote down. John was the last gospel that was written. And listen, he put, there was a bunch of things that Jesus did, but he put these specific ones so that you would see it, read it, and believe it, and by believing you have life through his name. Each one of these scenes is here for you to believe in him. By believing in him you have what is our heavenly duty? It's to reach the wicked. Are we doing that? If we're not, then we're wearing a mask. B, write these two down and we're going to pray. Y'all still with me? Say amen. Don't let us forget to take up an offering. Amen. B, God wants us to release the weary. Look what it says. It's not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the 
to undo the, to undo the, how many of y'all can see burdens on people's faces in this world? People are worried about their health. People are worried about the economy. People are worried about their problems. People are worried about their families and their finances. You know who's supposed to help them with that? The church. Are we? Watch what it says. Now look, I want you all to see something. And, and I'll do this quick. I'll do this quick, but I've seen two things here. One in verse 6 and one in verse 7. It's not this the fast that I've chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. That is spiritual. That is spiritual burden. But watch what he says in verse 7. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house, when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hidest not thyself from thine own flesh? That is physical. In other words, the church has a responsibility to the spiritual needs of our community. But do you see in verse 7, we are responsible for the physical needs of our community. You know what you did Wednesday night? You addressed verse 6 and verse 7. You were able to witness to them and you were able to share with them and meet them and, 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 and show them Christ's love, but you were able to meet a physical need. How many of those churches is us for and no more? We're going to take care of ourselves, you know. We only got, we got. That's not the church. If that's the case, then they are a hypocrite wearing a. Because God says we're to reach them. We're not only to reach the wicked, but we're to release the weary. Then see, we are to restore the wounded. There have been many people wounded in the battle. How many of y'all have read the story of the Good Samaritan? What a cool story. What a cool story. The Bible says he, he put oil in his wounds. And, and one of the things that I like about this, Brother O'Neill, it says that he put him on his own beast. What does that mean? He was willing to sacrifice to help somebody else. You know what's going to make us get up a little earlier or go to a different service than, when we, than what we normally used to when we care about somebody else before ourselves? You know why we park in the back instead of on concrete? So we can meet somebody else's needs before our own. That's all that is. He said, look, he picked him up and put him on his own beast and instead of him, walk, or excuse me, him being carried on the beast, he had to walk. Well, I tell you what, I don't know about that. Let me tell you something. I will park down at Conoco and walk to go to church here. But lost people won't. So who needs to do it so lost people can get in here? I'm willing to. How about y'all? He put him on his own beast. And when he got him to the end, he said, he gave him money and said, take care of him. And if it costs any more, when I get back, I will repay thee. 
Are y'all with me? Say amen. That is the forgotten church. That is what God is wanting. I had some other things, but that's plenty. He said, if you do that, let me, let me just read it. Let me just read these verses. I won't preach it, I'll just read it. If we practice verse 6 and 7, if we not only meet the spiritual needs of our community and the physical needs of our community, this is what God said He's going to do for us. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine help shall spring forth speedily. That's protection. And the righteous, thy righteousness shall go before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall be thy rearward. I thought that was reward spelled wrong. But I looked up that word, and it's talking about from behind. In other words, the glory of the Lord will be following behind us. It's kind of like them shepherd dogs. You know where it says, and, and, and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life? See, what you don't understand is in them days, the shepherd would be in the front, and there would be sheepdogs in the back watching for uh, wolves and lions and all that. And I'm glad mercy, goodness and mercy is following us. And if we start meeting the needs of our community, not only the spiritual, but the physical, I'm glad God's presence will be in front of us and God's presence will be behind us that no matter where we go, you are the church, not this building, but each individual person will have the presence of God with us. There's protection, there's the presence. But then look, look, he says this. He says, uh, then thou shalt call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, here I am. If thou take away the midst of thee the yoke, if thou draw, verse 10, if thou draw thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. Nobody in Coleman may know who we are, but they will if we start meeting the needs of our community. Church, say amen. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? This is what we need to do. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed.